I can't wait to share with you guys um, about my new thing. So earlier this week, I was thinking, well, let me do the three cheers of joy first. I don't got to stay focused. Got to stay focused. So three cheers of joy. Um, Three cheers of joy. Three moments of self-celebration that don't involve anybody but you. Three moments that you get to celebrate. One thing, my first cheer of joy um, was uh, being a featured author at the United California African American Book Clubs last Saturday. And of course, I'm going to talk about it, but I'm stoked about that. So my first cheer of joy. My second cheer of joy is straight bringing the sunlight with me, bringing the sunshine with me everywhere that I go and being so full of life and just so yeah, I'm free and the sun lives in me. So I take it with me. So that's, I'm grateful for that. It's my second cheer of joy. My third cheer of joy is that I'm taking Friday off, have a little play time. So I'm not going to work on Friday. So it's my third cheer of joy. So tonight, my three cheers of joy. The first was being a featured author at the United California African-American Book Club. And the second cheer of joy is just bringing the sunshine with me. I am sunshine and I got it with me. And my third cheer of joy is I'm taking Friday off. So I'm going to have me a little playtime on Friday, planned playtime. It's not that I'm sick. I'm not traveling. I'm going to take the day off and just enjoy a personal day. Um, yeah, so I want to. Now, you notice I didn't drink anything for my cheers of joy because I was saving. I got my um, poppy Prosecco that I'm celebrating with tonight. And I wanted to wait to open it while I was live. And I'll tell you guys why, I'm, why I am celebrating. So let me see how to open it first. I at least should have looked for the little tab. So I don't look like I don't know what I'm doing. As much as I like to drink, the bottle should just open for me. So we'll figure it out. So I have a poppy Prosecco that I'm drinking tonight. Yum, yum, yum. And I only got it because the bottle looks so freaking dope, right? Look at this gold bottle. Looks like I'm popping big money around here. Oh, here's the front. It's by Poppy and it's a Prosecco. So got me some bubbly. So I wanted to get that tonight so I could celebrate um, just a couple different things happening right now. So I'm celebrating with the Poppy. I already did my three cheers of joy. So let's see if we can get this cork out of here. Get us a nice, here we go, here we go. Uh, uh, ah, cheers. I pulled out the pimp glass for this occasion. I didn't pull out my champagne glasses packed up. So I got my pimp glass. Gonna get me some champagne in there. So here's a big cheer to my three cheers of joy. Talked about being featured as an artist at the United California African-American Book Clubs last Saturday. And I talked about bringing the sunshine with me. It lives in me, so it goes wherever I go. And I'm taking Friday off, so three cheers of joy. I hope you have something amazing that you're celebrating for yourself. And I hope you have something yummy to drink. Mm. Mm. This is good. Wow, this got my name on there. This is a like pimp glass. Pimping it up. Okay, so let's do um, Facebook Post of the Week. My Facebook Post of the Week are brought to you by STM Specialties. I got a couple I'm going to read. I'm not going to. 
Uh, yes, STM specialties. I got a couple of them I'm going to read tonight. Um, you know, a couple funny ones. First thing, how about this? I went to save some pictures. <laughs> you drink all your drink already? <laughs> I went to save some pictures and I'm getting a notification that I need some more memory. So I'm going to have to delete some of my yummy photos out of my phone. <laughs> they in here too. Hide them. I got to figure out what to do so I don't lose them. All right. My first Facebook post of the week brought to you by stmspecialties.com. Make sure you go check out the website and order you some a nice insulated Steffi with however whatever design you want. God, this Prosecco is good. All right. Friendships must be built on a solid foundation of alcohol, sarcasm, inappropriateness, and shenanigans. The best friendships are made of those key ingredients. Alcohol, sarcasm, inappropriateness, and shenanigans. So I definitely like that one. And I didn't even save who posted that one. I just cut it out. I kind of stole it, I think. Um, and then this is by someone, this one is by someone named Remy Rock. I thought it was funny because you guys know I'm 50. Well, I'm 51. But this says, you ever had milk two weeks past the sell-by date, but it still looks good? That's dating the MF 45 and up. It looks good, but what's that smell? <laughs> I was like, how's somebody hating on the grown-ups? We ain't got no smell. That's What's that about? I thought that was kind of funny. Let's see what other Facebook posts of the week I got. Okay, then this was a joke. You either get it or you don't, because a lot of people didn't get it. I got it immediately and thought it was hilarious. How do you tell the sex of an ant? If you drop it in the water, if it sinks, it's a girl ant. If it floats, it's buoyant. <laughs> right? It's buoyant. Buoyant means you're floating, like buoyant or buoyant. Anyway, that was hilarious. That was probably my favorite Facebook post of the week. I thought that was so cool. Just corny as hell. But um, let's see. Let me read one more before I'm done for the night. And this was funny. I just screenshot this. It was only posted about 15 minutes ago by Tim Morris. It says, why y'all don't record y'all self sniffing coke like y'all do smoking weed? <laughs> I only think that's funny because don't nobody ever post pictures of themselves sniffing cocaine. Only smoking weed. I guess that's probably taboo. You don't want nobody to know you sniff, you snort cocaine, right? I guess. I don't know. I was thinking about that today because I would probably be cool as hell on drugs. Like, if I snorted cocaine, I'd probably be a badass. I just see people doing it and think, that's some good shit. But when it comes to me, I'm like, no, thank you. I'm, I just can't do it. It's like watching somebody have a threesome. And you're like, oh, man, that's nice. Oh, yeah, that looks real good. And then you're invited to have a threesome. And then you're like, well, I'm invited to have a threesome. Then I'm like, oh, no, thank you. I'll just watch. <laughs> that must be the bitch in me, like the coward. Like, no, thank you. No cocaine. No threesome. I'm just going to voyeur. I'll stay here and watch you guys. So, um, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny about the cocaine. And then that's the end of my Facebook post of the week. Thank you, stmspecialties.com. 
This Prosecco is so good. I may drink this whole bottle sitting here. Like, what's up? I mean, not like I haven't drank a whole bottle before. So I might go on and do that while I'm sitting here. All right. So let's see. Last Saturday, I had the most amazing afternoon. So the United California African American Book Clubs asked me last year if I would be a featured author this year. Now, keep in mind, this has been more than a year ago. Hey, Katie. Hey, Travis. I, this has been more than a year ago because when they asked me, they hadn't even had the 2019 UCAAB event, but then they asked me to be for this year. And I was so for it. Like my goal was to go to Los Angeles. I'm like, I'm going to Los Angeles. I'm taking a team of people. I had all this stuff I want to do. And then what happened? COVID. Well, they still had the event uh, virtual, which was cool because I was still going to do it. I mean, my name is in print with some of the great, great authors of our time. So I was happy about that. And um, like Pearl Kledge was on there, Walter Mosley, Timothy McCain, several, Naomi, oh, I forget Naomi's last name. Se- several great authors were on there and me, right? So it was dope because I was excited. And so the funny thing that happened is that as I was, as soon as they start talking about it, like I was chilling at home by myself, you know, I had to make sure the house was quiet. I was focused. As soon as they started introducing it on the live, I just started crying. I was like almost hyperventilating, like, (laughs) yeah, I was having a tough time getting it together. So I had to just kind of chill. I went and took a shower just to kind of make myself relax. Um, I fixed me a glass of wine, you know, let me get in mode. Cause I was number six out of three, six, nine, out of 11 people, I was number six. So they did, where are they now? Those were the authors who were hot and popping a couple years ago. And then first timers, it was the authors that was first time at UCAAB. And then let's hear it for the boys where all the segment of all men and then Pearl Kledge and then Walter Mosley. So it was a full day, but we had about 15 minutes of peace because it was only from 10 a.m. to 2 Pacific time. So which meant 1 a.m. to 5 uh Eastern Standard Time. So I went on about 2.45, I think. No. Yeah, 2.45 to 3, maybe. I can't remember. Anyway, so I had to get my shit together because I was nervous. And then once I did, I came in sad and I was watching the other authors. And I was like, man, they're so put together. They're so poised and put together and they had on like, you know, clothes and you guys know I rarely wear clothes. (laughs) So they had on clothes and they were just so, and I was, I got nervous because that's not my personality, but I started thinking like, okay, let me change clothes into something else and make sure I pay attention to my hands. And, you know, so I was going all crazy trying to see how I was going to fit into the mold of the people who came before me. And then it dawned on me, I think God just kind of put his hand on me and was like, hey, you got this. Be yourself. The reason they ask you is because they want you, not because they want you to be somebody else. 
So I chilled. I was like, fuck it. Thank you, God. Thanks for the reminder. I'm bomb. So I chilled. And then it was my turn. And then it was so funny with it being my turn because we have to go in a waiting room and wait for us to them to pull us into the zoo. Well, it was StreamYard, I think. We have to go in the waiting room and they pull us in there. And I was waiting and then she's, it was my time to come in. And so she pulled me in, you know, she did it and she started introducing me. And I was listening to her introduce me and thinking, holy crap, that's me. She's, this is what she's saying about me. She said that I was an enthusiast of all things. I was an enthusiast and I give all things life or I speak life into all things. And I was like, bitch, that's me. <laughs> so I was like, damn, that's a great intro, right? So got through the intro and then the she was so excited. She was like, are you ready? And it, it was crazy because she was excited. I was excited. It was like we were girlfriends seeing each other after a little while and we were just just ready to talk. And I think the interview went well. I had to go back and watch it, but it lasted about 20 minutes. I got some great questions. I gave away some books as prizes, met some people, got some Facebook followers, got um, some YouTube subscribers. So <clears throat> it went, it went really very well. And they even asked me, I'm already doing the book club again in October for my second book. So they had already asked me about that. So they really enjoy me as an author in my presentation. So it was just, it was a good time. I had a blast. So when it was over, I was like, damn, that was great. So I had some more wine and chilled and I listened to a couple other people. And then I just went into my own little zone because I was here by myself. I just went into a zone and enjoyed the afternoon and just gave myself some kudos. And I just realized when that happened, after it was over, I realized that when you work for yourself, there's no one to give you kudos. There's no one to tell you at a girl or great job, all of those celebrations come from yourself. That's why tonight I'm celebrating with my poppy Prosecco because I got to give myself an at a girl. I got to recognize that I'm growing as a person. I'm growing as an author. My company is growing. I'm learning a lot. I got to give myself credit for that. This is like the company celebration where you get awards. Well, working for myself, I don't have that. I don't have anybody to recognize. You know, there's not a corporate event where they give you some awards or a monthly. I really have to take the time to celebrate that every chance I get. And that probably goes in line with the three cheers of joy, three moments of self-celebration. And that's what I did. And that's what I'm doing. I'm celebrating that as an author for three years, almost four years, that we... I got to go to a major book conference and be a feature. That's a big deal. That's huge. So I'm very proud of that. Um, so cheers to UCAAB. Let's see what else I was going to celebrate. My agent 
Maika Johnson Inc. has me on this crazy ass year long tour. So I don't even know half the shit that I'm going to be doing. Thank you. Thank you, Clarissa. Thank you, Margaret. Margot. Um, my agent has me on this year-long tour starting tomorrow, October 1. So October 1 through October next year. So I don't even know what that's going to entail. All I know is I'm just going to have to hold on and get ready for it because I did sign a contract. She is my agent. So she's the one that's kind of pulling me where I need to go. So cheers to that. Let's see what this 2020-2021 brings. And so that's going to be fun. I already know we're going to be in New York for Fashion Week. She's got a modeling thing that they're doing. And I'm going to try to see if I can set up a, see if she'll set me up a book thing up there. So that'll be really cool. I, well, damn COVID, see how COVID is doing. But that'll be pretty cool. So I'm just trying to ride it out and go with the flow. Yeah, I'm trying to ride it out and go with the flow. So let me tell you guys if it looks different tonight on the podcast. I'm doing something different. So I usually stream on Facebook Live at 9 because I know Facebook. I love Facebook. But I've had people asking to see me, to see the stream live on um, other platforms. So tonight for the first time, I'm streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Twitch, and my Facebook Joy Exposed page. So five different platforms that I'm streaming live tonight. So this is definitely a huge step for Joy Exposed because we went from streaming live only on Facebook. And now we have it on five different places and, and it'll save me some work because I don't have to go and load it onto YouTube. It'll automatically load onto YouTube after the filming. And then Periscope will give me a different audience. And then I've never used Twitch before. So hopefully I'll find a new audience on Twitch and just to continue to, (laughs) thank you. And just to continue to, um, try to grow, right? So stepping out there on faith and research and finding new things. So I was excited and I was able to schedule the live in all these places and then go live in one place and it shows everywhere. So I'm so pleased. And I was sitting here between nine, I mean, between 8.58 and nine o'clock just watching the clock because I didn't know what ha- what was going to happen. Like, do I have to press go live or does it automatically go live? I was just sitting here watching the computer. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> but anyway, so um, I had to press go live. But it looks like um, I'm live everywhere because I've got comments from Facebook. I've got comments from YouTube popping up. So that's really cool. I'm excited about this. This is definitely a new move, bigger, bolder move for Joy Exposed. So just keep growing, right? Just keep growing. Um, uh, Margo, I have my books are in Barnes and Nobles. Is that what you mean? Have I tried Barnes and Nobles? So my books are available in Barnes and Nobles to buy and to um, they sell them there. But um, I haven't gone to them for a um 
like a book or like a reading or um, a book signing. I haven't gone to them for something like that. Yeah. But I've seen where other authors have gone and they'll have readings and stuff there. But now I'm going to let Maika put that together because she's my um, she's my agent now. So I'm going to let her do that. Um, let's see what else is going on. So the streaming on the five five platforms was a big deal and I'm proud of that. So, and it looks like it's going well. So it shows me the screen and screen and what you guys can see. Yeah, it's, uh, well, um, Margo, Margo, it's on the website. I didn't put it in the stores because at the time that I wrote it, my son was still a minor and I didn't want just in case his friends found out that his mom was a writer and what I was writing, I didn't want them to be able to go in to buy it. I needed them to work for it if they were going to get it. And so I just, now it's open. Now I'm open to the stores and that's a step that I'll have to take. But I was very cautious about that. Cause I just felt like I had to protect my, um, I had to protect my children, especially my son. Cause he was the youngest, but now I'm open to going into the stores. So thank you so much. So Margot is on here. She's an author too. She lives in California. All right, let me see what else good happened in my week. Any funny stories? I've got a lot of work done this week. Thinking about a lot of things. Um, always thinking. That's how my brain works. Oh, one of the news articles that I loved and was so excited about, we didn't talk about last week, is that Deion Sanders is going to, um, congratulations, Margot. She's got her newest book in the store. Congratulations. That's freaking awesome. Awesome, awesome. Um, Deion Sanders has, um, put your title of your book in the chat so I can let everybody know the name of your book. Deion Sanders is signed to be the coach at JSU, at HBCU, Jacksonville State. So Jackson State. So I was really excited about that because I love Dion, And um, he's one of the people I always say I need to channel my inner Dion because he's so bold and so brave to talk about how amazing he is. And I always feel like, I need some of that in my life. Like I need to be able to speak boldly about me and my movements because I stutter step on that, right? You know, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a writer, yeah. <laughs> but if I'm like, oh, I'm the best writer ever and I I need some of that, I need some Dion. So the fact that he's going to be coaching at the college level, is great. He took um, Terrell Owens, going to be there. T.O. is going to be there coaching with him. And then Emmett Smith made a tweet and said if he's looking for, a, I think, a running back coach, maybe Emmett was a running back. I don't remember. Well, he, Emmett said if he's looking for whatever kind of coach, you know, he knows somebody. So I was like, man, that school is going to be jam packed with people trying to get close to them just because we're all fans of the greatness. Prime time. We're all fans of prime time. So I'm really digging that move for Dion. And it says he's growing up. Right. He loves football. He wants to coach the kids. And I think he always work with high, with colleges anyway, work with their players. That's been a part of his kind of ministry or mission, you know, since he doesn't play football anymore. And um, 
I think it's a good move for him, especially at HBCU. It's going to bring a lot of notoriety and it's going to force them to up their game in how they take care of the players and how they um, respond to the limelight. And shoot, it's probably going to be so much money flowing in there too. So that's going to be a good move for Dion. I love it. Now, did anybody watch the debate last night? I didn't. I knew I wouldn't. I heard it in the background. I was on the phone with Faceless Love, and I heard it in the background a little bit. But I wasn't interested in watching it. I think our president is just, oh, my God, he's just such an infant. I just don't even want to talk about him. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even wonder how Joe Biden did because it doesn't matter. Joe could have had the best interview ever, the best he could have, but I knew that President Trump would just dumb him out. You know, like he would just sp- spout sporadic bullshit about nothing and try to put him down and make digs at him. I mean, you know, he's not presidential, so there's no reason for <laughs> Stephanie said, girl, that damn debate, right? There's no reason for us to expect presidential when that's rudimentary is more like it. So I didn't watch it. Um I know that Kamala Kamala Harris and Pence will debate. And I don't know that I've ever even heard Pence speak. I just was telling Faceless Love that. I don't even know if I ever heard him speak before, so I don't know what that's going to be about either. So we in a sad damn time, honey. If that's what the U.S. got to offer, people think, what else? Dumb motherfuckers in the United States. <laughs> we thought they were so smart. That's that's why the education system sucks. They're going to start. <laughs> we going to be like a third world country in this bitch. <laughs> that's going to be horrible. <laughs> Lord, Lord, Lord. Yeah, I'm I didn't even see it and I'm disgusted. I I could I could guess what it was about. I could guess the rhetoric. Just dumb. Man, this Prosecco is so good. And it was only like ten dollars. That bottle is dope, right? Yes, yeah, make me look like I'm popping bottles up in here. Yeah. <laughs> Like, she lost her damn mind. Popping bottles, celebrating. So, my faceless love comes down tomorrow. We've been having a debate about how we count the days. So, I don't count tomorrow as day one, as the last day. I count it today as the last day. So like Monday, I'm like, oh my gosh, I get to see you in two days. He's like, you don't get to see me in two days. I'm not, it's three days. And I'm like, wait a minute. So I was like, Tuesday, Wednesday, you'll be here Thursday. He said, he's supposed. I'm supposed to count Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So I was like, man, that doesn't make any sense, right? So we've been having this kind of on and off kind of debate about how we um, count the days. So I said, well, if I have $2 and some change, I'm not going to count the change. I'm just counting my $2. He was like, well, give me the change and let me see what I can do with the change. I was like, I ain't giving none away now. I'm just saying. 
So I think I do that because I get so excited to see him. And we haven't seen each other for a month since my birthday. So I'm excited to see him. It's been four good weeks. So he's going to come down and we're going to hang out for the weekend. So I'm taking Friday off. And uh, just kind of chill and smoke some cigars, of course. I may go live because I'm finally going to get to go out of the house, get to go down to Ybor City and hang out down there for a little bit. So I may go down and um, just kind of chill with him. I'm trying to think. It was something I wanted to talk about other than the UCAA being the debates. Can't think. What else? I listened to the old podcast. Let's see. Was it something on my old podcast that I want to talk about? Um, I can't remember what it was. This is so weird. Did I make any notes? I don't think I made any notes. Oh, I know what I was going to tell you guys. Who? Any of you guys use um Siri to take notes and answer your phone and that kind of thing? Well. I do. I use Siri quite often. Hey, Siri, call this person. Hey, Siri, such and such and such. Hey, Siri, you know, so we got, she's like my assistant. Well, I just realized, oh, she's trying to talk to me now. She hears me calling her name. I just realized that Siri has gotten an attitude with me. So now her responses have gone from, yes, how can I help you? To, mm-hmm, I like, what? So now Siri has a complete attitude with me. And I wonder if if that's something that I couldn't have said it that way for her to have this kind of lazy way that she talks to me. So I'm like, hey, Siri, will you call such and such and such? And she'll be like, uh-huh. Or which number? Like, you know, I'm like, she's got a real sister girl attitude on that she's giving me. And I was just wondering... I'm sorry, Siri. That's okay. Thank you. I just like, she's got a real sister girl attitude with me that um, I couldn't put my finger on. Like, how did this even happen? <laughs> but she get real pissy with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? So I wonder if there's some something in the technology the what is it artificial intelligence or machine learning that lets the kind of the person the robot person picks up your mannerisms and start using them on you talking to you because i thought that was really interesting so stephanie do you notice anything different about yours when you're talking in the car has she gotten has she changed her tone or inflection of her words or anything because Mine has, and it's funny to me, <laughs> but it's also kind of scary because, I mean, it's appropriate. I can see where she'd be frustrated with me. Um, yeah, so that was, this is really interesting. I wondered if anybody else is having your Siri moments um, like me, if she's decided she's going to be my sister girl instead of my professional assistant. So here's something I wanted to talk about. And um, I talked about this before. And it's just talking about 
people wanting to take stuff from you. And it's a it's really a lesson that we have to revisit time and time again because we Oh my God. Hold on a second. Stephanie says she cusses her Siri out at times when she doesn't do what she wanted to do. <laughs> oh, she's going to start getting sister girl with you real soon. And Margaret put the link of her book in um, the chat. So um, I am divinely designed by Margot Williams. Very nice. Woohoo! Congratulations. So, um, this is something that we have to revisit all the time is that when people want to take stuff from you, how do you respond to it? Because a lot of times we give in based on we feel like we need to. And, and the older you get, and I'm, I'm thinking that with me being older, it just makes more sense. That when people, you, when you think somebody wants something from you, and you offer it to them, even though they haven't said specifically what they want, and we offer it anyway. We have to be careful of doing that because when somebody isn't asking you for something and you're assuming that they need something or you're guessing or you're trying to fill in the blank, we're really clipping their wings at trying to fly, like trying having to articulate, I need something from you. And then when they take it from you and they don't appear grateful or they don't thank you for it or they can't return the favor or whatever, we feel like they've done something to us personally when we've essentially done it to ourselves. So I just really want to spend some time thinking about how we can't, how we shouldn't clip the wings of somebody by not allowing them to grow. And I had to really work on that because one of the things that I would do as a person is always be like, I got it. I got it. I'll do it. Oh, you need such and such. Oh, I'm going to send it to you. It's like somebody starts talking about something and then you send it before they even have an opportunity to tell you what it is because you know. Your experience says, I know what this looks like. I know what this sounds like. I'm going to send it anyway. But we take away their, we take away their moment to build up the the something to come and ask for it. And we have to stop doing that, even with our children, especially with adults. And I use that to talk about the idea when men and women are interacting with each other and women or men both will give up a part of themselves without being asked for it, right? That puts everybody in a bad position because if a woman gives it up and a man hasn't asked for it, it doesn't mean he's not going to take it. It means I'm going to take it, but I didn't ask for it. So this is on you. It's not on me. So we literally have to hold on to the idea of People have to be brave enough and bold enough to come to you with what they want. And I'm trying to get better at that. Like, cause I struggle with it. Cause I'm not a person, I'm not an asker. I'm like, oh, I'll do it myself. But what I'm finding out is that I meet some amazing people who have so many different gifts and talents that I want to do what they do because I don't want to ask them for it. Now, me asking them for it is okay. Even if they offered, I'd probably say no. 
But I think me not asking is kind of a, I don't want to be rejected in it, or I don't want to be told no, or I don't want to be given a price that I can't afford. And I don't, so I got all these things happening in my own head when essentially they have a, um, they have an idea of whether they're going to do it or not. And that's where I'm getting, Margot. I have to be okay with asking. I've got to get to that place of asking. And I'm there now, like trying to figure out how to ask for sponsorships for my podcast, how to ask for people to participate in the contest I'm having. I want to have in November. How do I get people to participate and contribute to a scholarship fund? I want to get set up. So I have all of these things happening, but I don't have the mm, to ask for it. And that's where I have to get. I know that when you people give you something without asking, it's a different level of understanding and appreciation because you're like, hell, I didn't ask for it. You gave it to me. So I don't have to do anything for that. Cheers. But when you ask for it, you own it. You own the idea that I put myself out here for this moment and I need to be able to deliver what I need in this moment, right? what I've asked for. And I'm I'm working on that. And I even said last week, when I'm asking people for my YouTube, I still have to think, what am I giving them in return for their yes? I feel obligated to deliver what they've a- I've asked them for. I If I've asked to subscribe, I feel obligated to deliver content worthy of them to have. Right. So there's it's definitely an ebb and flow of communication. And this even this is even something I had to use when I find out when I was dating that when you're dating and people want to. You have a hard time asking for help. I have debated searching for a silent partner in my business. Yeah. It's hard because for one, Stephanie, I know that you've worked so hard for so long to raise your children and to keep your family moving that you've really relied on yourself. That's a big deal when you have to think of bringing somebody else in and you're like, I got it. I got it. I got it. And then you're like, well, I I really could use some help. But no, I got it. I got it. (laughs) I'm the same way. I'm literally the same way. I cannot. I've got so many different things, jobs that somebody else could do. But I'm like, I don't know. I'm good. I'll figure it out. It'll happen (laughs) when it happens. Like, who's going to make it happen but me, right? So I totally understand that. And I think with people who are dating and single, that's very important to understand that. And I talk about men a lot because you know, I love men. I think they're great, but this is something for the women. Like if you're single and dating and a man hasn't specifically asked you for sex or to sleep with him or to fuck you, don't, don't just get, I mean, unless you want to, unless you want to do it without an expectation of appreciation or something in return. If you want to do it, do it. But if you don't know or you're thinking about it and he hasn't asked you, 
then don't do it. Because if he hasn't asked you, that means he's not willing to put himself out there. Literally like what I'm talking about. He's not ready to put himself out there for it. Because putting yourself out there for it, asking for it, anything requires your commitment to it. It says, I ask for it. I'm going to do this to it, with it. I'm going to accept the responsibility that comes along with having it. I'm going, that's a big deal. And a lot of times people aren't able to accept that. And they will very well take exactly what you're offering because you offered it. Because it means nothing. If you offer it, it's free game. It's like me, somebody telling me, oh, I got an extra burger. You want it? Sure. I take it and keep moving. Well, I thought you were going to sit here and eat with me. Why? I didn't ask for the burger. I didn't say, hey, can I have your burger? I didn't ask you for it. You asked me for it. So you asked me if I wanted it and you gave it to me. So we have to understand that that's if we don't ask and we take, we don't have any obligation to the process of us receiving it. If we do ask and we receive it, that means we have to deliver something. So when we say, I'll figure it out, that's us going back into ourselves saying, that's all right, I figured out, it'll it'll be all right. Because that removes any responsibility from anybody else because we don't know how to rely on people to be there for us. We haven't had the experience of somebody responding positively or affirmatively to a request that we made so it's easier for us to stay inside our own head and try to figure it out ourselves and that's the truth and if we have to say i'll figure it out and we don't go to people close to us because we know they aren't we've been damaged by them we've been let down and we know they're not going to come through to they're not going to come through for us and that's a big deal that's a huge deal So, but I I mean, I'm working on it, right? I'm working on it with people, with strangers, trying to get them to believe in my product, trying to get them to participate in my business, to read my books, to have me come over to, I'm trying all of it. And so every time I do, it's like, oh, it worked. (laughs) I'm like, wow, okay. Oh, okay. You know, it's a surprise because we haven't had that experience in our life. And I I feel like that, you know, just for years, I don't know that I've had anybody. And I work for people right now for a company, for business. I can do what I need to do for work because I know that there's a, a check coming. There's an appreciation that I did it and there's a paycheck coming. But for my personal life, I don't know that I've really had people I could go to and ask for stuff, right? So not that they weren't there, but it's easier to not. You don't mix business and pleasure. You don't mix friendship and money. You don't, like you got these kind of rules, like your friends and stuff. And what's the rule of the house? Uh, fences make good neighbors, right? If you can keep people out of your business, the better off you're going to be. But now in business and needing support and needing help, I'm going to have to figure it out. It's really bringing me to a new level of understanding of me as a person, as a businesswoman. 
I'm gonna have to figure it out because I need I gotta get me some sponsors, right? I need sponsors on my podcast. I need who I need books sold. I need venues booked. I need you know. So I got all kinds of stuff. I was so surprised today that I was telling one of my colleagues that I was gonna do a book contest for November called. Um, and I don't have the details for this, so I'm talking about it, right? Put it out there, let it come to life. I was going to do a contest in November called um, November to Remember, where I was going to take 10 authors and let them write every day for November. And then I was going to choose two to get a free publishing. So it could be a free publishing of short stories, a free publishing of a novel, a help book, whatever. But I, as I was telling this, I'm telling her and I tell, told her how much it would cost for authors to buy in because, you know, people have to, people like to spend money on stuff. So when I was telling her, she was like, oh, I'll do it. She says, I want to do it. I'm in. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I go through this, <laughs> I go through this whole thing explaining it. And she's like, oh, I'm in, I'll do it. I want to do it. I was like, Okay. Okay. You know, but so even with that, I was like, are you serious? Because in here it makes so much sense. And then you have to get it out of your mouth and say it out loud. So I thought that was really interesting that um, just like that, I have one person. So I'm going to have to work it out, you know? And then I talked to Faceless Love about it and he's my voice of reason. He's like, Hey, you got enough bandwidth to do that. I know you talked about this and you talked about this. He's kind of my reality check to be like, hey, babe, this is, it seems like it might be a much, a bit much. You got it. So I'm going to have to play with and see, you know, and I was like, well, I can limit the number of writers and start off this year and then do it again next year, maybe more writers, but let's just see how it goes. Let's see how it plays out. And then, you know, after we talked about it, he was like, oh, okay, go for it. Let's do it. And, you know, you love people who like, let's do it. But I'm telling you, it's the hardest thing for me to ask people. I guess if I could get over that, I'd probably be doing very well for myself in business. But I'm working on, like, I'm literally working on how in the hell do you ask people to contribute to your business, to invest in your business. What can I give you for the money you put in my business? If you, if I build your webpage for your company, what am I offering you for building your webpage? Now, keep in mind, me building the webpage is great for my business because it shows webpages that I've built. You know, that's a good thing. And I don't want to do somebody's crappy webpage. So that means I'm putting a lot of time and energy and effort into getting it right, making sure it flows and all of that. So I don't want a crappy website. And that's me personally, because it's my business, right? My shape solutions. So when people go on my website looking for all the things um, that we do, it's important that they see quality products. So if I'm publishing for my authors, I need for their books to look good. I need for them to read well. I need for them to present well. Not just, oh, I'll take your money and do it. I got to read. I'm reading somebody's story right now, jotting a list of questions. 
questions, questions asking, what about this? And who is this? And why this? And now I could take this person's book and charge them and publish it. But that's not right because it still represents my shape solutions, shape publishing. It still represents me. So I have to make sure there's a quality product behind it. So I'm going to have to figure out a way to not do shoddy work or less than great work, but I've got to figure out a way to get people to believe in my business the way that I believe in the business, right? In what I believe in and what I see, maybe in the vision of it. And maybe that's why it takes time. They say the average business is in business for five years before before a business is in business for five years before they even see a profit. So maybe that's why it takes so long to see a profit because you're growing, because you're still learning every day. I guess the only time you're not is, well, hell, even then, if you, I was going to say, if you do like a franchise or one of those turnkey businesses, but I still think with that, you're growing every day. So there's not a safe way to do business. But the one thing that I would have to take from my personal life to my business is how to get beyond the, I don't know if it's fear or apprehension or whatever. How do I get beyond that, which stops me for asking for help? Stops me from, and I know, I just talked about how important it is to be able to ask for what you want. If you ask for it and get it, amazing. If you ask for it and you don't get it, it's okay. You may not get it today. You may get it later, but it's okay. And I have to get beyond the fear of that no, or I, or the fear of not being able to say what exactly my business does or why I'm asking this person for and not being able to deliver a quality product for what they've invested in. <sighs> So I got to get beyond that because you can see that's something that's in my personal life and is carried over into my business life. And we know business is business. You don't mix business and pleasure, right? Business is business. But this is the one thing that I'm struggling with because I need to figure out how to step out on that, how to step out on that thing and ask because, I mean, what's what's going to happen? <laughs> I'm talking this through with you guys to build up my bravado on asking. Yeah, Stephanie, me too. It's hard for me too. <laughs> I'm stepping out, you know, trying to build up my bravado on how to do this. Like what needs to happen, you know? Um, so that's a big deal for me. And I understand asking and accepting and both parties receiving something and taking responsibility for their part in it. I understand that. Oh, look at me just yawning. I understand that. And I know how important that is. And I'm still apprehensive about asking. Yeah, the worst thing is no. I, You know, Mar Margo, do you think the worst thing is no or the worst thing is not asking? Because, <laughs> I mean... Me not asking is no all day. <laughs> I got to figure out how to get to the asking the information, right? I got to get to being able to ask. And so maybe 
Stephanie, you can do this with me for 2021. So 2020 was my year. Right. You're right, Margaret. You never know how somebody will help. You're absolutely right. I firmly believe that because people come into your life for a reason, right? They You interact for whatever they're bringing in or not. So we don't know the level. And that's how we get caught in our mind by not asking. We miss those opportunities. So 2020 was my year to not second guess that little voice inside of me. That's what I said for 2020. I was going to start using my first mind. I'm going with it. And I've done very well with that, even though we're in a pandemic and we spent like two months on pause. I still feel like I did really well with move responding to that first mind, right? Oh, I'm sleepy now. Sorry. So that's what I did for 2020. So Stephanie, maybe 2021 is our year to ask for help. That's going to be my, not even, you know what? Let's stop looking at it as asking for help. We aren't asking for help. We're asking for investors in our products. So you're not helping me. You're investing in my products and there's quality in my products. There's something for you for investing in my products. And it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with my business. So that's going to be the way that I'm going to start changing my brain on that. Because when I said that out loud, it hit me that I'm still making, even though it's my business, I'm still making it personal by saying, help me. It's not about helping me. I have a business. And if somebody makes a contribution or becomes a sponsor, that's a tax write-off for them. So that's an investment for them. So that's something that has nothing to do with me. That's government, right? So I'm going to, that's my first thing I'm going to do right there. And I'm glad I said that out loud because I hadn't thought of it that way, even though I just said, make some business and pleasure. But I just literally sat here and said, helping me. And it's not about me. It's you investing in a business and the products that I have and the services that I offer. And that's it. So 2021, I'm going to work on it. I know we got a couple months left in the month. So October is tomorrow. I won't count October. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. October, November, this, those three more months for this year. And man, 2020 has been a mother trucker. I feel like 2021, we should automatically lose COVID. Like it should just go away. (sighs) I'm so ready for, I just, I don't know what I expect, but this is really rocked my world, this um, COVID. Um, Yeah, I'll look at it as opening greater doors and that's it. That's exactly what it'll be, opening greater doors just for me to move and for my company to grow. Yep, so COVID has been crazy for 2020. But, you know, we've made it through this far. We're going to be fine. There's still some cases on the rise. Some other countries have gone back into lockdown and restrictions. And here in the United States, we're just floundering. I mean, between COVID, the deaths of uh, Breonna Taylor and uh, George uh, George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery and others, and this damn the pandemic, I think I said that, and this damn president, right? So this has been a heck of a year for us, and 2020 is a heck of a year. We got an election coming up in 
a month. So early voting probably starts in about 10 days, 11 days. Vote, 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 vote. If you have to get a mail-in ballot and walk it in and drop it off, vote, 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 vote. We have to vote. We have got to. We cannot go into, we can do this for four more years. Um, we can't. We cannot do this for four more years. It, you're, it is so much going on and we cannot continue to do this. It's so important to vote. And it's almost like somebody was telling me like, well, I mean, you're choosing between two evils between um, Trump and Biden. They're both evil. And I said, listen, I already know what this evil is like. I'm open to another evil just because I feel like it can't be worse than this. Like, God damn, like what? So it's like I already tasted horrible food. And if they're both horrible, I'm open to the new horrible. I'm open to trying something different. And I hope that people don't get caught in that thought process and not going to vote. We have to take this into our, we have to understand how much power and responsibility goes into us voting. And one of my favorite things to talk about is when I went to that damn museum and I saw how many people died and fought and sprayed with water and beaten just trying to fucking vote just trying to be treated like a human and right now I can't not vote I can't not have the opportunity to be treated like a human I can't let that fight go to waste so I I vote every chance I get right so I have my absentee ballot coming and I was gonna go in and vote and um Faceless Love said the absentee ballot is safer and I can even fill it out and walk it in. But he said it's just a more efficient way. So I'm going to do that. But damn it, we've got to vote. If you know, and my God, the text messages and emails and phone calls about calling and voting and voting. If you know somebody, ask, take somebody with you to go vote. At least own that. Own that you took somebody to go vote with you, that you got somebody, whether you're adult children, because I have adult children, get your adult children to go vote with you, right? So do whatever you can to get somebody else to go vote and stay adamant about it, right? Oh, I've got to make sure that I, I... We've got to do something. This president is making me bananas. And I try not to talk negative about people at all, but it's like, damn, do you like the United States or not? Do you, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, you want to, what? It's like your personal playground. Like, damn, it's other people here. So it's a big deal for me, uh, probably for all of us. Anyway, it's uh, 9.59. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. Tonight, we stream live on five platforms. And... YouTube, Facebook, Joycelyn, Facebook, Joy Exposed, Periscope, and Twitch. So excited about this service, this streaming service. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Restream, for providing this platform for me, for us, other people that use it. We still have available for download on anywhere you can find your podcast from Pandora, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, right? So 
we have we're so many places right now. It's so freaking dope. So I was even on a um podcast station called Podcast Addict Addict. I came across and I was like, oh, let me get my podcast on here. And I typed in the name of the podcast and my RSS RSS feed. And they were like, oh, this podcast has already been logged. So it's even in places that we didn't even realize that we didn't even put intentionally. So this is a big deal. And we're growing every single day. And I appreciate you guys for rocking with me and being a part of this momentous occasion of streaming in so many places. Um, so thank you everybody for listening. This is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And remember, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Mwah. See you next week.